Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fitness Podcast. This is season four, I think. I don't know. It's like 32 episodes, which if you do math, do your own math. You don't need me to tell you it's 182 episodes. My name's Britt. I'm Craig. Craig, my soul has been swallowed by ennui. <laughs> oh, no. It's still, th- it's been three weeks since the the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl and I am still struggling with it and on top of that I've been drafted by my day job to help with the vaccination efforts for COVID-19 so my recovery has been very slow (laughs) and I am not a, a good place mentally and along that line I have a glass of scotch and there you go I haven't touched it yet, but by the end of this episode, I'll probably sound like a happy-go-lucky fool. <laughs> and which, that is the power um, of scotch. Which which scotch is it? I'm I'm drinking the Chard by Continuum. Oh. Um. So for folks who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, we have a brewery here in Connecticut called Continuum. It's not a brewery; it's a distiller called Continuum Distilling. And their big thing is that they use reclaimed beer now reclaimed beer sounds like something you flush down the toilet no that's not what it is they use grains that have already been used in beer and some of the leftover at the bottom of tanks they reformat it and rebrew it and distill it into hard alcohol the end result is that you get something that's got a very smooth not very scotch-like back end to it it's almost got like a hops aftertaste to it because of the hops and malt that they get from the reclaimed um, malts. Very interesting thing. I bought Craig a bottle for Christmas. I'm presuming that bottle is gone at this point. Uh, it is. It's in a decanter, but it's pretty low. It's pretty it's low. It's pretty low. I'm going to make a trip to Waterbury because he doesn't distribute. You have to go to him. I'm going to make a trip to Waterbury in the very near future, like in the next two weeks or so, to go pick some more up. So if you want really? some, you just and say the word, and I'll bring you some It's not even back. in uh, – because I, I actually haven't really looked, but it's not in local stores, is it? No, he doesn't distribute yet. He is not distributing yet. The only way to get it – well, and that's the thing too. He's such a small business. It's like a two- or three-man operation. It's a very small business. Um, he'll deliver to you. Like if you spend a hundred dollars or more on his alcohol, and that's not hard to do because it's really good scotch. It's like fifty dollars a bottle. Um, if you if you spend more than a hundred dollars, he'll deliver to you. He just uh, he just it's got to be you got to give him like a seven day leeway, and he'll be like, all right, I'll be in your area next Tuesday, kind of thing. It's a mom and pop basically distilling operation, but man, is their stuff good. I mean, just oh, it's so it's nice. Good. So so I'm I'm I've poured myself an extra large glass of Continuum tonight. Um, Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, so I have a new beer from a, this is actually their newest beer, uh, from McKiller in San Diego. Hmm. Uh, it's, I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's got the kind of like cartoony art on it. Um, I, I don't, I don't recall ever seeing them, but I can understand why you'd be drawn to it. You are one of those people who actually pays attention to can design. I do. And this, I, I have a can set aside for you because the art on this can it essentially is me and you looking at a new beer that we've never had. That's, that's pretty much what it looks like. That's how you're describing it. Yep. So this is called Haze Cowboy. Uh, it was recommended to me by the place I normally go to. So it's a New England-style uh, IPA. So it's got Galaxy, Simcoe, and Citra hops. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is he actually lists all the uh, all the ingredients like on the label. Like Not a lot of, not a lot of breweries do that. Mm-hmm. And I found out that he actually went to Europe for a while and studied how they make beer there. And then he came back and went to the West Coast and then started uh, making beer there, too. So Hmm. we'll give this a try as soon as I pour it. Yeah, pour it out. Let's give it a try. So let me let me because I I know we want to have a roundtable with all four of our contributors so we can really break down the Super Bowl together. But I'm just going to, while Craig is pouring that, I am just going to give you my two-second rant on Super Bowl 54. And, well, there's I, I have several issues with the Super Bowl this year. Um, first off, I want to question, and this is probably the least of my concerns, but I want to question the wisdom of the NFL 
in allowing their halftime performer to at one point grab an iPhone and start twirling around inside what looked like a like a, a disco ball kind of hallway. D- Listen, NFL, we drink while we watch this. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like three or four beers in. And you handed an iPhone to a singer and had him twirl. Are you trying to kill me? I mean, seriously. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. <clears throat> I was you just making sure you didn't that was, that was That was the joke. <laughs> and you just didn't react at all. Normally, I cry chuckles. Like, I'm sitting there, and my wife's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm getting motion sick. And she says, she looks over at me. She's like, you're not moving. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> it was bizarre. That was that was a bad call. The weekend was a bad halftime show. Bad. Bad. We can't get two decent ones in a row. We can't. Shakira and JLo were awesome last year. Yes, they were awesome. for various reasons. And but you know what it was? <laughs> well, it, well, yeah. Let's you know we're 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 men and we're drinking. They're attractive women. I don't care how old they are. You know, one of our one of our contributors, I won't say who. Has, would openly, if Shakira showed up outside his house today and said, run away with me, Sean, he'd be divorcing <laughs> his wife. <laughs> and and, and he's, this is the thing. I told her this, and he didn't deny it. <laughs> and I think, if I remember correctly, her reaction was, why aren't you saying, shut up, Brit, you're wrong? <laughs> because I'm not wrong. Shakira's like his, his like, his his crush. Everybody's got that celebrity crush, right? Yeah. That one celebrity, they're like, oh my god, they're awesome. That is our 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 friend show. So let me. So so there, there's that. Number two. I need someone to explain to me why there was a total of like eight penalties called in the championship round, but there were eleven penalties called against the Chiefs. I don't ever want to hear again, ever in my lifetime that Tom Brady does not get calls from the officials. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. The Tyron Matthew episode where Matthew waved his finger at him and Brady chased him halfway across the field and Matthew yelled back, had the audacity to tell Brady where he could go after Brady supposedly said some really nasty stuff, which Matthew refused to repeat and refused to to engage about. And then a flag came out on him, on Matthew, not Brady. That is like me robbing a bank, and as I leave the bank, I'm saying, I'm sorry, I had to rob this bank because Craig is my landlord, so the police <laughs> arrest Craig. <laughs> yeah, that's a good That's a good analogy. That's good. Brady chased him across the field to say something so offensive that he had to apologize for it privately after the game, and that Matthew would not discuss with the press. Yeah, that was a little, that was weird. So, listen, and I'm saying this right now. Cinch is one of our beloved contributors. I'm saying this right now. I do not ever (laughs) want to hear anyone ever say to me again that Tom Brady is not favored by officials. You have no argument ever again because of that, that situation. When the flag came out, after that, I, said, I, I looked at my wife and I said, good, they finally got Brady for being an asshole on the field. And then it came out, it was like, unsportsmanlike conduct on the Chiefs. I nearly got up, ran outside, <laughs> took my apartment building, and flipped it like a table. I was so angry, incredible, Hulk-level mad. <laughs> it was just beyond understanding. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. The Chiefs had 11 penalties in that game. Well, the Chiefs played like crap. That's correct. Well, you can't play like crap and win a Super Bowl. No, you can't play like crap. Have the officials call a one-sided game and win a Super Bowl. Every call against Kansas City shapes the minute to come, and that's the thing. Does this does this mean that Kansas City got gypped out of a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Do not take what I'm saying as that right now at all. What I am saying is, you cannot tell me that the calls that extended drives for Tampa in the second and third quarters didn't affect the outcome of the game. Because if they don't get those penalties, Tampa has to punt, particularly in the third quarter. If they have to make those plays and punt the ball, it's a different game. 
maybe Patrick Mahomes is walking out on the on the, the field at 17 to 9, not 31 to 9. Maybe he's walking out on the field at 24 to 9. That's what I'm saying. They got a touchdown right before the half because of a bad penalty call. They got a touchdown in the third quarter before because of a bad penalty call. If this game is closer, it's played differently. And because the officiating was abysmal, absolutely abysmal in the Super Bowl. And that's not news. If anyone's sitting there saying to yourself, oh, what the hell are you talking about? I then you haven't been paying attention. Go back under your rock. You, you've been not been paying attention. Everyone has been critical it, of the officiating. For here. me, it started in the, at the, in the Packers game. But that's the thing. Okay, so and that's where I'm going to go with this. And and I'm, I'm again, we're going to move on in a second. I got to have my rant. Go, here, go, guys. please, go ahead. I got it. Craig is like, I'm just going to yeah, sit here and just, drink. It's fine. And just go push ahead. the record button. You just you just go right ahead and vent. If this is, we'll, we'll charge you a copay at the end of this. It's fine. <laughs> I'm pulling up the stats right now for the NFC Championship. Green Bay, four total penalties. Four. Tampa, two. Six total penalties in the NFC championship 11 against the chiefs. Well, the chiefs just didn't play that the same game. No, that's not it. The officials didn't call the same game. And that is the difference. Look at every game leading up to that. And you're going to find fewer than 10 penalties. Bill's chiefs. I'm pulling it up right now, and I'm, I haven't looked at this. I'm doing this on the fly, so if I look like an idiot for saying this, I'll look like an idiot for saying this. Buffalo 4, Kansas City 3, seven total penalties. Six total penalties in the NFC Championship. Let's go to Divisional Weekend. Same teams, right? Ravens, Bills. I'm doing this on the fly, guys. That's why it's taking me a second, because I'm literally pulling this on the fly, because that's how confident I am in this. A total of 10 penalties, eight against Baltimore. Still lower than what the Chiefs themselves acquired. Rams, Packers. Stats. Team button. I'm on, NF- I'm on NFL.com. It's slow. Six total penalties. Six total penalties. Browns, Chiefs. Pulling it up. Stats. Team. I'm, I'm talking myself through the buttons that I hit them. <laughs> Ten total penalties. Seven against the Chiefs. Well, there you go. No, there you go. Shut up. That is not, that's no. Seven penalties is not the same as 11 in the freaking Super Bowl. Okay. Last one is Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. 12 total penalties. Seven against Tampa Bay. So you're going to tell me that they didn't officiate anything differently when the only team to have double-digit penalties the entire playoff run was the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That is a bullshit argument, and it's false. There are games where there weren't total, there weren't 11 total penalties called. Half the games didn't have as many penalties as they called against just the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. So I don't want to hear ever again that Tom Brady isn't favored by the refs. He was absolutely favored by the refs in this game, and it shaped the course of the game. Do the Chiefs still lose? Probably. But. It's a different it's game. A, it's a different game, and that is the point. And that's what everybody does. Well, they lost by 22 points. Maybe they was no. They lost by 22 <laughs> points because there were touchdowns permitted in the game that came off of penalties. The punt that ended up not being a punt because they got a first down on it. The uh, that was the one I think that led to the halftime score. There was a number of these things. The NFL should absolutely be embarrassed by the individuals they put on the field to cover, to, to cover that game. The officiating crew dropped the ball in the literal sense, and it influenced the course of a Super Bowl. That is inexcusable. Yep. <clears throat> it, goes, it goes back to the whole idea of let them play. It's like you can't... Which you did the entire playoff until that game. Yeah. And actually, I think it started at that Packers with the Packers last drive when they just decided to call pass interference, and that just carried into the Super Bowl. And yes, the Chiefs should have adjusted, but that's like saying you should have adjusted to something after you knew. That's like me saying right now there's a volcano erupting. Well, you're gonna die like Vesuvius and the Vesuvius, but you should have adjusted to it. It's too late at that point. 
You needed to adjust when you saw smoke coming out of the volcano, not when the lava was raining down on you. Yeah. By by saying to the by by saying that, well, Kansas City only got four penalties by playing a similar defense in the AFC Championship, but it's eleven penalties now. That is, you cannot put the genie back in the bottle. You cannot put the genie back in the bottle, and that is what the officiating crew did here. And again, I'm not excusing the fact that the Chiefs didn't play well. They had injuries on the offensive line, and it showed. Their um their offense played very lackadaisically, and it showed. Patrick Mahomes is hurt, and it showed. All of these things are rust, but a rusty car still goes faster and further than a bike with a novice on it. Wow, that was and deep. That's, that, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> My old beater car that I had for years, we used to call it Gert. It was so old. Gert can still go to 60 miles an hour when she's properly motivated. <laughs> and that uh, this is this this is as much on the NFL as it does on the Chiefs. And I've just wasted almost 20 minutes complaining about this. <laughs> hey, it's I've okay. Tr- you didn't you haven't gotten your event time for the Super Bowl, so it's Well, fine. and that's the thing. I spent 3 weeks trying to figure out how I wanted to frame <clears throat> this because I yeah. know people are sitting there going, "Oh, here comes the loser Chiefs fan. Wah wah wah, you lost the Super Bowl. Suck it up, bitch. Shut up." Shut up! I'll, I've I've watched my team play more Super Bowls than your team will actually make this this time. So you, unless you're a Patriots fan, you can shut up, okay? Because <laughs> you're the only team that's been the more Super Bowls in the last like ten years than, than my team has. So I don't want to hear it, okay? But what are you, what I, I'm telling you right now, for all of the things that happened, the officiating has to carry some of the blame. And the NFL does not seem to ever want to take any sort of blame for anything it does. No, they don't. So, <clears throat> ever. So I, I don't, I don't want to ever hear anymore how Tom Brady isn't given favorable, favorable treatment. The NFL wanted him to win this game, guys. Am I sitting here? Am, am I sitting here talking about five G networks giving people diseases? No, this is not a conspiracy <laughs> theory that the NFL pulled its referees aside and said, "Make sure Brady wins." No. But the NFL clearly has Brady as its savior in its line of sight. And yes, I do absolutely believe it affects the officiating. Do I think the officials go out there with the mindset that they have to favor Brady? No. But I can tell you right now, half a scotch in, (laughs) as a retired softball individual, I was always a little nicer to the guys who were nice to me. Just saying. <laughs> the guy who sat in the mound and screamed at me that my strike zone was too small didn't get as many marginal calls as the guy who did. And that was not intentional. It's just the mindset. You're on edge. When people are critical of you, you're on edge. When people are complimentary of you, you're not on edge. Yeah. It's like just Brady human trying nature. to uh, high five refs randomly. That's it. But I don't want to hear ever again how Tom Brady it gets a bad reputation because he gets calls and it's not his fault. There he was gets um, and just to put this in perspective, please. There was a game with uh, before Joe Burrow got hurt, and he he was running out of bounds, and he got pushed like he was already out of bounds, and the defensive player pushed him over, and the he came off and he runs by the ref and he's like, Hey, what happened to that? And he was the ref was like, yeah, you don't get those calls yet. <laughs> yes. You don't get those calls, you know? And, and don't forget in 2019, Raquan McMillan of the dolphins, a referee literally said to him, stay off Tom Brady. Yeah, and he went just, public with it. It's just weird. You know, he went, he went public with it and was like, yeah, the referee told me to stay off of Brady if I don't want to get penalties. Really? Really? <laughs> it's just odd. Just saying. Now Cinch will never be on this podcast again. <laughs> no, Cinch will come on here to tell me why I'm wrong. And and, and, and let, me, let me intro it. Cinch, I know, listens every week. He's going to take that pause in his – it's almost Shatner-esque how since when he's formulating a thought to tell me how stupid I am. <laughs> how, how It says, you know, the thing with this is <laughs> you're not right. <coughs> and and it's, it's, it's just it's – just, and I'm not mocking him. I'm just saying when since starts 
you know, I'm like, oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> I have said something that completely misaligns with his philosophy, and he's going to absolutely let me know. It, Tom Brady, amazing player. First ballot Hall of Famer. I stick to my guns. You cannot have a GOAT discussion with someone who's active. End of story. Well, LeBron, no. Well, Tiger Woods, no. By the way, best of best wishes to Tiger Woods after his uh Yeah, luckily it's, he only got a leg and ankle injury. Yeah, but they had to put a rod in his leg. That's true, but guy... I mean, all considering, you know. So, so okay, so two things there. Number one, and we're, sure, we're not going to even – I'm not even bothering with – you know what? Standard format can go out the freaking window tonight. I'm back. I'm half a scotch <laughs> in. We're talking football and sports stuff. We're just going to have a good time and relax. Listen, Tiger Woods should not be allowed to ever play golf again. If he has a metal rod in his leg, that makes him bionic. Hmm. And that's an unfair advantage. If if it's not, then I want all of my bones replaced with titanium, and then I can be a golf pro. So you want to be Wolverine. That's what you're saying. I think he's about halfway there. Huh. Uh, and then luckily, though, I know Tiger Woods has had some, you know, depression and addiction issues over the past. He's had a he's had a very rocky but, um, road, yeah. But apparently, the road, <clears throat> the street he was on, is known for being very dangerous. If you don't know how curvy and steep it is, so apparently it was just him speeding and not knowing the road. Oh, did you did you not hear the TMZ info? Uh, no. TMZ, yeah. because they, like, people are like, how does TMZ get all this great information? they're Easy. everywhere in California. They're <laughs> everywhere, and they hand people bags of money for information. Yeah. That's how they get what they want. Okay? That works, have, I guess. <laughs> they have video of him taking, taking curves on that road. Now, here's the thing. TMZ don't want to get sued. So what TMZ released was footage of the approximate location of a vehicle that fit Tiger Woods' vehicle's description at the approximate time of the accident. Huh. Interesting. They're not telling you that this is Tiger Woods' car. They're telling you a car that looked just like the one he was driving drove by this camera right at the approximate time when he would have been driving by in the timeline of the accident. Well, the the guy in charge of DMZ used to be a lawyer, so I guess that's why. (laughs) There it is. <clears throat> and and it does show him going a little quick for that that level of road. But the uh, but the police said they're not charging him with anything. So it just it just looks like an accident. It looks like it looks like a guy who wasn't operating safely and caused an accident. Was it criminal negligence? Probably not. It was probably like you said. He didn't know the road. Yeah. Um, oh, so really, really quick at the beer I'm drinking. No, it's please go ahead and and, and it, sh- let's shift topics. It only took us yeah. 20 minutes to get back to Craig's beer, it's, but let's go for it. <laughs> it's very, it's very murky. You cannot see through it at all. There's very little light penetration. Mm-hmm. It is very smooth. There's some hint of fruit. It's, you know, very mild citrus, but it's very easy to drink, and it's not overly juicy, but it okay. is. It doesn't dry your mouth out at all. And what I was trying to remember about this beer, the guy that started this brewery, his brother is actually the one who started Evil Twin. Oh, really? And apparently, I didn't read, the, I haven't read up on it, but apparently they do not like each other, and they had a giant Twitter war um, a couple really? years ago. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so there's some drama. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Craig Craig will do some investigative reporting and get back to us at a later episode about that. But it, it so it's a, it's an IPA then. It is an IPA, yes. You probably mentioned that and I missed it cuz I'm so focused on my scotch. It's a right New now. England um IPA. I look forward to trying this. You shall. I do. I look forward to trying this. I actually almost called you today. Well, or yesterday because I looked at the forecast for Sunday. And it's supposed to be like 49 degrees and I'm like is that warm enough for us to have breakfast outside? I think so. Well, it's, it's not close. Rain. It's close. Uh, it was, I think it was, rain it was 51 yesterday. degrees today, and I, I went out with a sweatshirt, and I was perfectly fine. So I, I was running the, the vaccination clinic today for the site that I work at, and um, every so often someone would walk up, and there's a you know push here for a handicap access button, and I'll never understand why, but people just all do that now instead of just like, 
you know, grabbing the handle and pulling. Mm -hmm. They just push the button. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, the inside and outer door both simultaneously open, and I would get these gloriously glorious rushes of fresh air past where oh. I was setting up the station. I was like, oh, it's so nice out, and I'm stuck <laughs> and freaking inside today. <clears throat> Yeah, only uh, only in New England can we go from 25 degrees and needing a parka to 52 degrees in a sweatshirt in 24 hours. Seriously, don't like the weather? Wait 10 minutes. Exactly. All right, exactly. so let's talk some news and notes. Sure. I'm, I, you know what? I have much more to complain about with the Super Bowl, but yeah. let's let's be honest. Cinch is listening to this right now, and he's going, oh, I'm so going after Britt with Brady. <laughs> we'll save it for the group. Save it for the group. Let's talk about what's going on in the NFL, Craig. What, why don't you? What what news since the Super Bowl has struck you? That has struck me. So there's a ton of of free agency that is going to happen. Rumored, rumored. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's it's going to be a busy season. One of the biggest shocks to me was uh, Vincent Jackson. Sorry, I had a mouthful of scotch. No problem. And I, when I say a mouthful, I mean a mouthful. <laughs> um. Oh my God! Yeah, we didn't in my my retching. We didn't even address that. Yeah, it's thirty eight. You, know, you found in a hotel. Now you know we're a beer and football podcast, right? So it's really difficult for me to sit there and talk about the evils of alcohol, which would always used to bother me. I was an altar boy back in the day. I was I was raised Catholic, and I was an altar boy back in the day. And I, I, I can distinctly remember being about 12 years old and sitting on an altar in a Catholic church as a priest screamed about the evils of alcohol. And then not, not 20 minutes later, <laughs> downed an entire cup of wine. Oh, yeah. I've I've seen priests finish off a whole bottle of wine by themselves within a matter of 30 minutes. <laughs> off the air? Ask me about the time a priest came over to my house for dinner and brought a bottle of wild turkey. It's a fantastic story. <laughs> I'm not joking. It is not a joke. I just can't tell it on the air. Oh, boy. So, yeah, rem remind me about the priest and the wild turkey story <laughs> next time we have time to talk privately. Okay. That bottle emptied, and it was one of those situations where it was, oh, I can't, I can't go there. I can't go there. Okay, anyway. Um, so, so, yeah, so I don't want to talk about the evils of alcohol because it's very self-serving, and it's it's very hypocritical based on the fact that I've got scotch and Craig drinks beer and we're all, we always drink beer on this, this podcast. It's, I really, at some point the NFL has got to face its reckoning with player care. And when I have to see, and this is, this is what cinches it for me. When Ryan leaf is the voice of reason in a room. Think about that. <laughs> about addiction. You have a problem. This is a guy who struggled crazy bad. His career basically went nowhere because of addiction and drug and alcohol abuse. And he is the voice of reason in the room. I mean, I don't want to go to too extreme in a, an example, but think about the worst person you know going, whoa, guys, that might be too offensive for me. That's that's pretty severe. <clears throat> yeah, the de the NFL just finally has to openly admit that, you know, like when you play football and there's other contact sports like hockey, mm -hmm. but football, I think, you know, it ruins, it ruins you depending on your position. Mm -hmm. So I think the NFL needs to come to terms with that. And I know all these guys are, they, at this point in, in time, I'm pretty sure most people that play football professionally know what could possibly happen to them, but sure. You know, we all have to admit the money that they get is good. It's very hard to turn down, mm -hmm. but I think the NFL has to come to a point where like they admit that you are not going to have a fun time once you're 60, 50, you know, uh, and, and there the needs to be the something for players to, you know, lean on. And that's, that's what they're, they did this whole legacy thing. We're going to deal with our legends and our legacy thing. But Ryan Leaf's the first one to point out they put zero dollars into it. They put all this money up front. Oh, we're going to develop a legends care program. Yeah, but you haven't cared for legends. You haven't put the money forward. Well, we're going to put $100 million into it. That's great. How much money have I seen? 
I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen counseling. I haven't seen anything to help me. And now you got Vincent Jackson. And you know what? I'm sorry. The passing of Vincent Jackson feels a lot like the passing of Junior Seau to me. Yeah. And Vincent Jackson was 38. Too young. Unable to cope with the end of a career. And again, this is the thing. Guys, this is not like a guy who spends 20 years as an accountant and then decides to go into, like, human services. It's not a shift. These are guys from the time of 14 years old who've been told they're going to be amazing people. And then all of a sudden they turn, like, 36, 37, and it stops. They've had 20-plus years of constant adoration and ego boosting and it just stops. They're not valuable, air quotes, valuable anymore. It's not as easy as saying, well, you know what? I'm done working in this field. I'm going to really change my life and work in another. It's not. It's not simple for most of these guys. Yeah. Now, I had an opportunity. I'm going to blank on his name, so I apologize. But in 2019... The curling club that I'm a member of hosted a team of NFL retirees. Jared Allen was on it. There were a couple other guys on it. One of the guys was a defensive lineman for the Titans for like six seasons. And he was late getting to the first match. So he didn't get to play in the first match. But he shows up and he grabs a beer and he sits down at a table with me. And we're just talking. I'm like, dude, I'm a huge football fan. I do a football podcast, etc. Excuse me. And we're just talking. This dude talked all about his life after football. The reason he was late is the company he runs now needed to do a job before he could come up here. That's the reason he was late. He was working. That's not the same for everybody. Not everybody. Uh, I... Was it? Was the name? Keith Allen. Probably. His name was Keith. His name was Keith. I'm pretty sure his name was Keith. But I'm also a Scotch shit. Or Keith Bullock. Keith Keith Bullock. There we go. That name's ringing a bell. I think that's it. He was playing with Jared Allen's team because I met Jared Allen that weekend and Jared Allen was a super nice guy. Jared Allen was a nicer guy than the captain of his team. The captain of his team, when they got knocked out early because they, they didn't play as well as they wanted to, like stormed out, was like, F this place, I'm leaving. And Jared Allen said, screw that, I'm getting a beer, let's sit down and chat. <clears throat> Jared Allen was a totally a gracious loser, was a great gracious loser. I think he did snap a broom over his knee, but that's another, <laughs> that's another story. He hung out, he hung out with us. So anyway... I'm talking to Keith, and, and and I think it was Keith Bullock. I think you're right. I think you got the right name. But he was like, yeah, the reason I was late for this game was because my company is doing a renovation project down in Tennessee, and I wanted to oversee the details of it before I flew to this tournament. And I was just like, okay, this is a guy who gets it. Not everybody gets it. Not everyone is able to make that transition from football pro to Joe Pro Citizen. He was. Not everybody is. And that's the part the NFL has never grasped. Now, factor in that those same folks who can't make the transition normally have sustained systematic long-term brain injury. Or what we're pretty much calling CTE. It's a completely different ballgame, guys. We have to react differently. We have to. Otherwise, this game is not going to last. No. The next generation is not going to have access to it the way we do because we're no not doing play. it properly. <laughs> Why? Yeah, exactly. If you Let me ask you a point-blank question right now, Craig. Yeah. If you were a parent and your son walked through the door right now and said, I need you to sign this release form for me to play football – in addition to understanding you had to send him with the form, <laughs> would you actually sign the form right now? Because I know parents who would, and I know parents right who wouldn't. Right now, I I would just have to really, really think about it. It's not an easy call, right? <clears throat> no. 
And I only played high school football for three years, and I some days regret it because it hurts sometimes. Are you comfortable talking about that? Yeah. What when you say hurts? Tell folks what hurts. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's mainly my, uh, my shoulder, and then sometimes my hip. Um, because and you only played three years at the. I high only played school. for three years, and I played one year, stopped playing, and then played for two years, because my sophomore year, during practice, I got hit. We did this drill, and someone hit me like with their head in my left hip and I kind of bent in half and I limped around for like three months and I went to therapy. It was not fun. And then I would feel like pain down all in my leg. Um, <clears throat> every so often now it kind of hurts, but it's, it's been better, but now it's mostly my shoulder because I did get hit in the shoulder a lot, my right shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I had at least one concussion because I got, I got hit square on, and I got up, and everything had a black outline around it. It was very weird. Like a letterbox. Yes. Yes. And I told my coach, I'm like, yeah, I can't see right. And he's like, all right, take your helmet off and stand over there. <laughs> yeah. There was no evaluation. That no. was just get out of my way. <laughs> Now, granted, Craig and I are old men. We're talking about the 90s. But that's beside the point. (laughs) The NFL has a reckoning to deal with, and it keeps putting it off like it's never going to come. Let me tell you something. Jerry Jones' Cowboys, presented by Jerry Jones, (laughs) ain't going to save you when the reckoning comes. It's coming. The NFL needs to be ahead of it, and they're not. I think I think about it too. Like Major League Baseball is is so engaged right now in this culture of sexism. Like we've seen like multiple members of the New York Mets front office get um, terminated or suspended, or front office slash coaching staff, I should say, get into trouble because of sexist behavior. This isn't new. Four years ago. Keith Hernandez got suspended for like two games on a broadcast because the Padres brought a female trainer into their dugout and he had a flip out on the air. I forgot and about that. Do you remember? I mean, it was like, it was like, what are you, you can't have a woman in the dugout. Grumble, grumble, man, man, beat my chest. <laughs> and they suspended him for like a week and they were like, okay, everything's fine. Let's move on. No, it's not. That's not just Keith Hernandez being an idiot. There is a cultural problem in a lot of sports with how women are treated. And MLB was just kind of like, all right, the Mets handled it. Let's move on. And now here we are, like several years later. The problem is still there. Only now it's getting a lot more attention. And that's just an example of how Sports doesn't want to deal with its issues until they are overwhelming issues. No one cares about concussions until Will Smith is starring in a movie pointing out how bad concussions are. And oh, by the way, he's pointing out to the guy who just happens to share the name of your current commissioner. Hmm. It's not like they were like, <laughs> this is Jones, jo- Johnny Jones. No, they literally were like, there he is. This is the commissioner of the NFL. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Goodell. Goodell. Roger Goodell. <laughs> Who's that guy? Even in the offseason. It's like, excuse me, Mr. Goodell, are you Roger Goodell? <laughs> Mr. Roger Goodell, the the head of NFL? Like, the script was so – it's it's like he walks in a – I forget who played him. One of the Wilson brothers. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson plays him in the movie. He might as well have walked in a, with a sign around his neck that said, I'm Roger Goodell and I'm guilty in that movie. <laughs> there was no attempt to hide the contempt for Roger Goodell. And now here we are. What was that like four years ago that that movie came out? I think it's longer. Even up. more. And has anything really changed? Maybe helmets, sort of. Helmets and evaluation? 
And then players don't even want to wear new helmets. That drives me absolutely nuts. Why that was, that was one of Antonio Brown's uh, tantrums one year, one time. I don't care about – first off, I don't care about Antonio Brown's tantrums regardless. <laughs> Hashtag no more white woman 2020. <laughs> he did write that. <laughs> Great job, Antonio Brown. I fully blame you for the crap show that was 2020. <laughs> that's on you because you rained it down on us with that stupid-ass tweet. But that's beside the point. I don't know what my point was. My point was this was <laughs> this is the NFL has created this issue. They need to resolve it before it becomes a bigger issue. It's like it is seriously like getting a negative health diagnosis and the doctor goes, well, 10 to 20 years, this might be an issue. And you going, OK, that's fine. And next 10 to 20 years, I'm good. Eventually, it's going to become a point where you don't have a choice anymore. You need to address it now. Why is this still an issue? Why is Vincent Jackson dead? Why? And the answer is because the NFL did nothing for a guy who could not care for himself. And that's really what it comes down to, guys. Craig and I spend 30 plus weeks a year. We do 50 episodes a season talking about a game that is literally killing the people who play it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm letting this silence linger there because it really matters. The NFL is killing that which makes it great. <sighs> this is a heavy episode. It was. It, it wasn't supposed to be. This was supposed to be the episode where I got really <laughs> drunk. And complained and complained about officials. Yeah, but here you go. We'll we'll switch topic. We can switch gears. It's fine. We have we have a few minutes left. Switch Ooh. gears one more time, and then we got to wrap up. Yeah. So I'm gonna go down a list of players who are free agents. Actually, okay. I'm gonna go through actually mostly quarterbacks. So oh. you tell me who is staying and who's leaving. Okay, I can do that. Dak Prescott staying. Because Jerry Jones will make sure Jerry Jones's Cowboys have a franchise quarterback that is endorsed by Jerry Jones. Fair. Jameis Winston. Where is he now? Uh, he's in New Orleans. Orleans. Uh, pass. I don't know. Allen Robinson. Before you go to Allen Robinson, tell me yeah. your thoughts on Jameis Woodson. I honestly, I think New Orleans should keep him since he's been behind Drew Brees. Should, but will they? Uh, I I think so. I don't think his con. I have to. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I don't think his contract is that much that they can't keep him. No, no. It was it was an idea job contract? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Allen Robinson mm-hmm. staying. Staying, you you yep. don't. He, I don't think he wants to stay in Chicago. Would you keep him if you're Chicago? Well, I would absolutely keep him in Chicago. <laughs> Listen, name me a great quarterback or an up and coming quarterback Blake right Bortles. now in the league that doesn't have an Allen Robinson level receiver. Level receiver. Uh, name one. Uh, and let me point out that Stefan Diggs went to Buffalo. To help Josh Allen develop. True. Ty- Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes are probably not the players they are without each other. Let's be honest about that. Yeah. Drew Brees calls for his retirement and questions about him leaving start three years earlier without Michael Thomas. Yeah. Tom Brady had two really good receivers. And still said, you know what? I'm going to throw to Scotty Miller. <laughs> Allen, Robertson see, uh, Allen Robertson sees the writing on the wall here. He can be the number one option in Chicago. Or he can potentially become the number two option somewhere else if he really wants a ring. I think Allen Robinson wants the stats and he wants the numbers and he wants to be the number one guy. And he can do that in Chicago. So I think he stays. 
All right. Uh, Chris Godwin. Does he stay in Tampa? Goes. And Goes. it's not his choice. Mm, all right. All right. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Goes, because no one wants to be in Detroit, particularly <laughs> now that Stafford is gone. Detroit is the city and the team that is constantly rebuilding. They kind of are. They kind of are. And, and that's and, and to that point, when I play Retro Bowl, I always start out as Detroit. <laughs> and the reason I do that is because I don't ever want to I, I want to bring a championship to Detroit before I do whatever I do. <laughs> I feel you just want to get them. that over with and be done. They're the only team to never appear in a Super Bowl that's been around since the beginning of the Super Bowl era. Really? Go back and look. I'll have to look that up. The Lions have never appeared in the Super Bowl. Lions Super Bowl. Uh, the next one is um, Hunter Henry. Uh, he says he wants to go, so I say let him go. He wants to play um, somewhere with a good quarterback. He has a good quarterback. Justin Herbert is fantastic <laughs> as long as he's done by 9 p.m. so his mom can pick him up. <laughs> he's fantastic. Why? Herbert is a step up from Phillip Rivers. Yeah. It's a step up. This would be like Travis Kelsey saying, you traded Alex Smith, I'm out of here. No, it's a step up to go to Mahomes. Stay here. <laughs> and uh, yes, you are you are correct. They are the oldest NFL team that has not appeared in a Super Bowl, as well as the only franchise operational for the entirety of the Super Bowl era, and the only NFC team to not appear. That's exactly it. I mean, there there are teams that have never been to a Super Bowl. I get that, but not ones that have been around. Detroit predates the Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions are older than the Super Bowl itself, and they have never been to a Super Bowl. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. It really is. Um, Will Fuller. Oh, God. Will <laughs> Fuller should take a contract at minimum anywhere he can get it because he never plays more than four games a year. He's going to have 460 yards and three touchdowns in those four games, but he's only going to have those four games. Yep. <clears throat> I'm going to look up his stats for this year. I'd be shocked if he played more ga- more than eight games. No, because he got suspended for... Uh, That's right. Oh, that even adds to it. performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> That's even... You get injured all the time on performance. What would you do without him? What yeah. would you do when you're clean is what I want to hear. I want to What would you do when you're clean? Uh, all right. The next the next um, three are interesting already. Uh, Aaron Jones. I think the Packers would be... Kind of silly to not keep him. No, they, they have to. Keep I mean, him. I know they have Dylan, and I like Dylan, but it'd be he, kind of weird if they didn't keep to him. To be fair, Will Fuller did play 11 games this year, which is the most games he's played since 2016. That is impressive. It was probably the drugs. <laughs> and, and by the way, Will Fuller, because he can't play more than 11 games in the season, has never had a thousand-yard season. Huh. His best season was this year at 879 yards. So Will Fuller should absolutely send out like one of those YouTube videos. Hi, I'm Will Fuller, and I'd like to be a wide receiver for you. <laughs> absolutely should do one of those video resumes. Because otherwise, I, I mean, would you want him on the Bengals? Uh, no. He's going to be great for three games, but then he's completely useless. Yeah. All right. Who's next? And uh, no, Aaron Jones has to stay. They have to sign him. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who has said he wants to stay in Pittsburgh, but he is a free agent. Duffman wants a lot of things. <laughs> Why is he is not a priority sign? You ha- they They didn't give you the opportunity to be the number one receiver. They drove a sign on your lawn that said Pittsburgh's number one receiver and you didn't perform. Sorry, no. You take a lesser contract or you move on. I'm pulling up his numbers right now. He had 831 yards this year. Two years ago in 2018, he had two th- he had over 1,400. 
he had a slight drop less, off. <laughs> a slight, yeah. Well, 2019, he didn't have Big Ben. Okay, so he had 552 yards. But opposite Antonio Brown, when he was a number two, he had 1,400 yards and 111 receptions and made the Pro Bowl. You know what that says to me? He is worthy worthy of the Alvin Harper Award. <laughs> Remember, Remember when Alvin, Alvin Harper? Harper was a, a cowboy and he couldn't drop a pass? And then he was like, I'm going to be the number one in Tampa. And we never heard from him again. No, we did not. He had the quietest 97 catches for 830 yards I've ever seen. <clears throat> All right. A no. couple more really quick. <clears throat> yeah. Corey Davis. He still plays football? Voice trails off. <laughs> he still plays? He does. He does. He's still a Titan. He's still a Titan? As of right now. He was a Titan this year? Yes. Oh. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, no, he's not a priority sign because he does nothing when he's, again, spotlight. He's an Alvin Harper candidate. All right. Spotlight's um, on him. He can't perform. Since you mentioned him, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown can fall into the sun and I wouldn't <clears throat> care. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, um, the easy answer, though, is he's a must sign if you part ways with Godwin but I don't understand why you would answer. part ways with Godwin to keep Brown. Good answer. There are rumors that they want to extend Brady's contract, so I don't know what those of numbers look like. Of course they do. They just won their first Super Bowl with a guy not, not named Trent Dilfer. <laughs> I remember that Super Bowl, too. Um, Janu Smith. Oh. You know what this is reminding me of? Do you remember the episode from the beginning of Scrooged mm -hmm. where the secretary is sitting with Frank Cross going over his Christmas list mm -hmm. and it's either towel or VCR? Yeah. And the people who he likes, he's giving a VCR to. That's how I feel like. And there's a couple times they're like, Joe Blow, and he pauses and he's like, uh. that's how I feel like with Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith might be worthy of the re-sign, which is a VCR, or he might just get a bath towel. I, I, I'm gonna put him in the bath. No, you don't. You don't need to sign him. He's a bath towel. All right. Um, there's your title. Jonu Smith is a bath towel. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton. Oh yes. T.Y. Hilton needs to retire as a Colt. End of story. He is the one guy you have that basically personifies your glory years because he goes be he's manning he's luck and now he's everyone else true and that's the guy that's the face of your franchise think about the raiders when the raiders were really good at the end of the 80s into the 90s tim brown was there for all of it tim brown was the guy he was the guy you wanted to be your face T.Y. Hilton is the Tim Brown of the Colts. That's true. I like that. I like that. There you go. Um, <clears throat> J.J. Watt. And there was some Twitter. It's already. There is some Twitter. You know, well, his is more where Where do you think he's going to go? There was All right, so there's Twitter two places crypto. I think he's going. Yeah. So if you haven't been following this, J.J. Watt has been posting random pictures on Twitter and Instagram with captions like, first day in the new city things like that and he's I, I think he's really toying with us because I, I think he's being honest but people are like well in that picture first day in the new city he's watching soccer coverage and the team colors on the screen are red and blue so I think he's going to Buffalo but wait 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 in the same picture there's a, a, a love picture on the sign that's similar to the one that's a statue in Philadelphia. He must be going to Philadelphia. Well, here's here's what I know. J.J. Watt is inherently interested in making you wonder where he's going to go. <laughs> so where is the, – the question isn't is J.J. Watt going anywhere. The question is where. And the answer is I don't care. I'll figure it out when he gets there. Because right now he's just playing up the the drama. He's just where where is his brother? His brother's in Philly, isn't he? No, he's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. He's not going to Pittsburgh. <clears throat> he's not going to Pittsburgh. But I am done 
looking at pictures of J.J. Watt's Instagram like there's some sort of puzzle in an escape room. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It absolutely feels like that. It feels like it, it. It feels like there's a clue in every freaking thing. And by the way, Craig, you've done escape rooms with me. Don't you miss escape rooms at this point? It's been like over a year. I do miss escape rooms. I do. We're undefeated. We have Craig and I are part of a small group of eight people who have never failed to escape a room. Nope. We don't break and the record I, for time, but we got close a couple times, but we've never yes, failed. Yes, and a couple times we've gotten very close, but we have never failed to escape a room. And that, and people are like, well, you're probably playing the one star. No. we. I have contacted escape room facilities and said, what's your toughest room? And we've gone in there, and you, know, you have an hour, and 47 minutes later, we're standing in the lobby. <laughs> You know, it's it's it, it's happened. What we're like six, seven, six or seven, six or seven now. It's not like it's a small number. So if you're listening to this, and you run an escape room, and you think you have an inescapable room, please contact us. <laughs> please, because we will absolutely take that bet. And if your room beats us, we will absolutely spend an entire episode apologizing to you <laughs> on the air. With the name and location of your business, because we're we're good. Yeah. We may not yep. be the best, but we're damn good. We're good. It's true. It's damn it's true. It's damn true. <laughs> okay, really quick. Two more. Two more, and then we gotta go. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Um, your friend and mine. He's a running back, Kenyon Drake. Is he still in league? He's in Arizona. Yes. No, you don't re-sign him. What's the other guy in Arizona now? Uh, the younger see. guy. Who's that guy? <laughs> Mumbly Joe. Mumbly uh, Joe. I'm trying to look it up. I yeah, I'm, I'm typing right now. Arizona Cardinals. Damn you, Scotch brain! And type so good. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is there. So is Eno Benjamin. So no, you don't. Re- you don't need to resign him. Him and his bad knees. No. 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 You still got DJ Foster there. I'm sorry, Eno Benjamin is not there anywhere. But DJ Foster's still there. John Ward is still there. No, you don't. You don't need to resign Kenyon Drake. All right. And I'm gonna say two names because they're right next to each other. One is James White, and the other is um. Where did it just go? It was right here. James White and James Connor. White will resign because Belichick is all about his guys, and White is one of his guys. James Conner needs to spend more time figuring out how he can stay on the field and be productive than taking pictures of himself in a weight room. Pittsburgh is in a bad spot. Pittsburgh is in a bad spot. They have gone all in on Big Ben the last like five years. And they're going to resign him one more time. Yeah, and and that's a mistake in my opinion. That is absolutely a mistake in my opinion. It's time to move on from Ben Roethlisberger, but they'll sign him because they're Pittsburgh. I mean, this is a, again, this is an organization that won't fire their coach ever. And now he has COVID. Yeah, I mean, and I'm saying Tomlin deserves to be fired this year. That's not what I'm saying. But look at the Philadelphia. I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers coaching history. And you're going to find out they're a very old team that never fires their coaches. Ever. Yeah. No, they don't. I'm trying to find a historical list of it. Here we go. List of Pittsburgh Steelers head coaches. All right. First off, there's 16 names on this list. 16. They've been around a very long time. (laughs) They've been around since 1933. And their first two coaches only lasted a year each. They've only had three coaches since 1969. That is bananas. <clears throat> In 52 years, they've employed three guys. Chuck Knoll was there for 13 seasons. Bill Cower was there for 15 seasons. And Mike Tomlin has been there for 14 seasons. And Tomlin has a better win percentage than Knoll and Cower. 
Yeah. Just saying, they don't part with their coaches. Since 1969, they've employed three guys. That is really impressive in all honesty. That's insane. <laughs> insane. So, you know what? What the hell was the question? <laughs> Cower. Uh, Connor. 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 Connor needs to either perform or he's not going to get back there. But, again, this is a team that is very committed to history. I, I think they'll they'll find a way. They'll find a way. All right, final thoughts. Craig, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I wasted a ton of time at the beginning of the show ranting about the Chiefs. So the final thought only goes to Craig this week. What do you got? Uh, wow. Wow, it's put me on the spot. Um, I'm going to say hi, Deb, even though Let she's us- like 12 episodes behind. Hi, Deb. And, you know, football is is officially over, but it you know what? This past year actually went by really quick, even though we've all been home. So before oh, you know it, it's going to be the draft. Yeah, so even though while you're enjoying baseball, football is going to come back fairly quick. So, you know, just uh, I would say just relax for now because uh, it's going to come back before you know it. Uh... <laughs> By the way, do you know that the Steelers didn't win? a playoff game until Chuck Knoll became their coach. Really? So between 1941 and 1968, they were 0-1 in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. There's your random And ironically back. enough, I sit here and talk about how Mike Tomlin has the best win percentage. He has the worst playoff win percentage of Noel Cower and himself. Really? He's 8-8. Eight and eight. Huh. He's 8-8. Eight and eight, but How so. many Super Bowls has he won? Just the one, right? Just the one? Really? I think so. I think my brain is blending when they were which which coach was when. Yeah, I'd have to take a deeper dive yeah. into it. A full scotch in, I don't really care enough to look, so <laughs> I'll take this opportunity to remind you guys though that uh please, we would like for you to leave us a review wherever you listen to us. We understand that we've been listed on a couple of new podcasting sites. Um, I would scream out their names if I could remember what they were off the top of my head, but I can't. So it, wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review. Reach out to us. We love to hear from you guys. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com uh, through email. We are at fignutsdfs on Twitter. Send us a DM. I think DMs are open. Why not? Tag us in your post. We would love to hear from you. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to see us do more? Um, I got one DMs that, that just said Brit dropped dead. Not really constructive <laughs> enough for me to act on it. Be I love constructive with your criticism. <laughs> yeah, give us give us something. Feedback, great, bad, whatever you want to do. We would love to hear from you. The off season is upon us. <sighs> I'm going to try really hard to shake off this chief loss between now and draft day. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you have your, you have your Mets, you know, they'll, they'll oh, be that here for does, you. That, how does that help? They're really good in April and May. They're really good on paper every year. <laughs> I am so tired of hearing that's just the Mets here. No, it's not. <laughs> Cinch, listen to me. No. Every year I get a text from Cinch. This team could win 94 games. No, it can't. (laughs) On paper, they can. I'll be grateful if this team shows up for 94 of its games. (laughs) As I've said to our contributor, Sean, on multiple occasions, you are a Met fan. Misery is your birthright. (laughs) Hey, told you there's plenty of pinstripes for everybody. No, no, no. No, uh, I refuse to join the cult of the Yankees. <laughs> I refuse. I was in a stadium three years ago, just sitting there having a nice time with a hot dog, and all of a sudden I hear over the speakers, <laughs> all rise, and you would have thought Elvis just rose from the dead, Aaron walked in the door, and introduced <laughs> Jesus. The way that the place went nuts, I was like, what the hell is happening? Uh. So, yeah. No, I I can't. I, I as much as I dislike the Yankees, I can't rag Craig's team for 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 being good. It's just just a consequence of, of of good management. So, anyway, leave us a review. 
we will probably be back next week. Um, the off season gives us the opportunity to be flexible. So we are going to embrace that, but we, uh, we will try to be back next week and we need to start talking to the source. The source doesn't like coming on the air, but we will talk. He's only been on like once or twice, once in four years, twice. I think you're right. Twice, but we need to start talking to him because he's our, he's for lack of a better term. He's the source when it comes to, um, our draft prep for who's going to be where. So we need to start talking to him. We'll start getting ready for the NFL draft in just a few weeks. I can't believe it. It never ends. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) It's an endless hell realm of constant torment. (laughs) I'm never going to escape it. (laughs) Anyway, we will be back. We enjoyed talking with you guys. Please reach out to us. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast.